Welcome to Make a Yacht News Radio, the first and longest running podcast series dedicated to the large yacht industry. Hosted by Diane Byrne, the editor of MegaYachtNews.com, we feature conversations with engaging and inspiring people in yachting, from shipyard CEOs to designers, from yacht managers to young entrepreneurs, and yes, even owners. You'll learn how they got into yachting, how they're building better businesses, and especially how they're helping people like you get more enjoyment out of the yachting lifestyle. Welcome everyone to Mega Yacht News Radio. Today my guest is Tom Muckamal, the CEO of IGY Marinas. While Tom's strong background in real estate hospitality has helped shape IGY Marina's portfolio of destinations throughout North and Central America, as well as Europe, he and his team have more recently been taking a look at yacht shows. In fact, they believe that now is the prime time to reinvent the traditional show model so that both the industry and consumers alike will benefit more. We're going to talk about this today since one particular IGY Marina's property is already being leveraged to make it happen in the inaugural Caribbean Yacht Show coming up this December. So, Tom, welcome to Mega Yacht News Radio. Thanks for having me. Good to have you. So I want to start, before we kind of jump into the show itself, I want to talk a little bit about the Caribbean and kind of use that as a lead in to what the meat of our discussion is going to be. The Caribbean is perennially popular. You know, we know that because we've been in the business a long time. Uh, long-time cruisers, of course, know that because they return year after year, whether they're the owners or the charter guests, etc. But there are newcomers, of course, who are in our industry, and they are now visiting for the first time, a number of them, I believe. So what do you and your team hear from them in terms of the attraction? You know, What is really drawing them to the region? Is it anything different compared to the people who have been going for years? Um, you know, what we're hearing, we, well, we hear from a lot of different stakeholders. So, um, you know, we speak to brokers, managers, clients, uh, some of our investors who are also users, captains. Um, I think that um, part of it is that there are a lot of new entrants into the market. And so um, this is just one sort of other, like, you know, traditional historical place to go. Um, A lot of them have traveled to the Caribbean before anyway, but probably on land or have chartered before. Um, And I think that, um, you know, what we're seeing, the biggest change we've seen in the past, you know, 18 months largely has been around the popularity of the U.S. Caribbean um, just in the context of COVID. So, uh, you know, the, the marinas in St. Thomas, I would expect some of the ones in Puerto Rico in general have been busier than they had been um, historically, and they have been busy. But uh, and the sort of ease of cruising in U.S. waters during COVID, I think, got people more excited and more interested around what the U.S. Caribbean has to offer um, versus, you know, some of the more traditional uh, BBI, uh, West in- French West Indies, uh, um, Southern Caribbean kind of routes to charter or to just cruise. Um, I think it's it's just been a kind of a change. And sometimes change is hard to come by. And this was sort of forced on people. And, you know, uh, 
sometimes change is good. Yeah, very true. Very true. That actually is the perfect setup to the next question I was going to ask you, which is specifically the U.S. Virgins. Um, Yachthaven Grand, being in St. Thomas, since you mentioned it, has had a role to play in all of this, attracting new people, of course. What are you finding with the people who are going there in particular? Are they already familiar with St. Thomas? And did they already know about the marina? Or are they discovering it really with very fresh eyes? I think a lot of people are discovering St. Thomas and sort of the U.S. Virgin Islands at large for the first time, or they're experiencing it differently just because of necessity. So um, to hit on the former, um, I just think there's there's people that have maybe either by boat or by land chosen to go to other locations, um, either by reputation or just, you know, because St. Thomas may not have always been the first choice of a place to go. Um, and, you know, COVID has forced people to rethink kind of what their travel habits and travel patterns are. And so a lot of uh, what people don't know about St. Thomas, uh, they've discovered, which is there are some amazing beaches, there are some great anchorages. I mean, we've seen I've seen pictures this winter of some of the bays around St. Thomas that look more like what I've seen in Europe over the over the summertime, um, which was really great to see. We have a lot of uh, partners in tourism and government there, uh, and they were so excited to see that um, because they're beautiful and they're great places to go. And then I think um, uh, on the more traditional side, you know, Yacht Haven has been um, consistently you know, known as one of the better infrastructure assets in the Caribbean in general. Um, and so it has held up really well during this period of just how busy it's been and otherwise, and has, I think has delivered on sort of its reputation for sort of safety and security and access and um, facilitating commerce and sort of all the back end stuff that the users don't really want to know about, but the, uh, the workers, we have to kind of consider for them. And so, um, so it's been a really nice coming together of, of Yacht Haven having historically been like a place where you come and go from, uh, to a place where you might come, um, come and go more frequently, whether it's by the day or, you know, and coming back in the evening. And so, um, I think, I think it's been, it's been wonderful. In terms of where the marina is actually located, I I think this would be something important to discuss too. For people who don't really know, the island very well. Where is Yacht Haven Grand located and what does that make it convenient to get to? That's a, it's a great question. I appreciate your, your asking it. Um, so Yacht Haven sits uh, right adjacent to, uh, it, it's sitting in the, in Charlotte Amalia Harbor. And on once on the, uh, on the west side is Charlotte Amalia. On the east side is um, an area called Haven site, which is another, which is really where the cruise ship terminal is. Um, but it's very proximate to downtown. Um, it's very proximate to some of the other attract, like dining and other options in Haven site. Um, and it's got a lot of its own amenities. Um, it's got 130,000 feet of retail and commercial. So there's different restaurants that you can go to there. Um, you know, <clears throat> salons, there's a whole bunch of other things you can do just by being in Yacht Haven. Um, uh, it's got pool and tennis court and all that other stuff. So it's really like in this historic, really cool historic area. Um, 
it's in this wide open harbor that is quite beautiful. It's a beautiful sense of arrival. Um, it's right near Water Island. There are some great beaches to tender out to on, on Water Island um, with other restaurants and pubs that you can go to. So really, you can sort of access a lot of different amenities on St. Thomas just from being at Yacht Haven. And part of what we're doing with the show is trying to create calendars and events um, and activities that sort of draw upon all sort of different options that are that take advantage of its convenience and that kind of repeat themselves day in and day out so that if you miss it one day you can take advantage of it the next day there are some some really more beautiful exotic beaches at megan's bay and some other places that are a little bit further away but we'll arrange um we're going to arrange for transit to those as well Great, great. And I would imagine that's something you would do for the guests when the, the charter guests come in and things like that. Great. Correct. Yeah, let's definitely talk about the charter show because this is pretty intriguing. It's a new event, of course, for the uh, for the property for Yacht Haven Grand. <laughs> Traditionally, from you know our readership, of course, is the consumer, so they don't really know so much about what the trade shows are. So I want to make sure that we, we kind of make it distinguished uh, or we make a distinguishing point that this is indeed a trade show. But I, I am going to ask you about uh, some of the benefits for them in a second. Um, because it's a trade show, it's going to be attended by charter brokers. I would imagine that some of the charter brokers who would be attending may not have actually been to St. Thomas. As many times as they've been to the Caribbean, they all go to, say, St. Martin or they go to Antigua or some of the other islands. So from that standpoint, what are, say, two or three key takeaways that you would like them to have when they are going home after the show? Uh, I mean, the primary takeaway I'd like them to see is, um, you know, given that it is, as you point out, a trade show. So it's really um, geared towards brokers viewing yachts, but also viewing them from where they're going to be embarking and disembarking. So I'd like for them to take away some of the things about, about, chartering out of St. Thomas that make life really easy, which is the FBO is terrific. It's right ne- it's next to the main airport. It's very close to Yacht Haven Grand. Uh, and that Yacht Haven Grand itself is a very easy place to get in and out of if you're a charter guest. And I think that is sort of a, you know, the one basic that we just want to the extent that there's brokers that don't already know that we'd like for them to know that. Um, me personally, I would like for uh, some takeaway to be around what it's like to cruise in the USVI um, and not just, you know, historically, you know, yachts will leave and they'll go to the British Virgin Islands and to North Sound, Virgin Gorda, and all of that um, eventually will kind of reopen up. And we anticipate that would be really busy too. And and part of what we would like to even do for this show is we, we've talked about is to see if we can get some representatives from the BVI government to come over uh, and talk to the brokers as well. Um, but I do think I want people to know what a great option it is just to cruise the U.S. Virgin Islands um, because, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty in the world. There may still be additional uncertainty coming um, this winter. And um, the one thing, you know, what I've worked with my staff on t- throughout COVID is let's focus on things that we can control or we can as close to control as possible. And so I want people to leave the show knowing very clearly what it is we can control in terms of a charter environment so that charters can be booked, sold, and enjoyed. Um, and so part of that's going to be if you're if you're travel restricted and you need to stay in U.S. waters, well, where can you go? You know what I mean? And having 
as many of them, if they would like, even see those places with their own eyes so that they feel comfortable and confident that that could be sold um, as a special experience to to a guest. I think those, you know, and then the third the third is that, you know, I think, um, you know, I I don't want to undersell St. Thomas. I've been traveling to and from St. Thomas for 15 years. Um, But I do think that it's got it has a bit of a reputation among the brokerage community of, of occasionally can be a rough place. And I don't, I don't personally see that, you know? And so I would like for folks to be able to come visit St. Thomas and experience, have a firsthand experience for good or for bad, but on their own and say, I'm going to look at it with a fresh eye and, um, and, you know, ex- maybe experience some, some places off Yacht Haven, some local cuisine. There's a lot of good food on the Island. It's a good food scene. Um, and, and, and look at it with a fresh eye and say, I've, I have like, I have formed an opinion of it that wasn't passed on to me by somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And ultimately, that's what every charter broker is really trying to do. They're trying to create a, a new impression of a region or a first impression, really, of a region yep. in, in this particular case to say, OK, I have X number of clients who have been asking about the area what would they want to do? What can I recommend? Oh, I've sampled this. I've sampled this. Oh, that restaurant, the, you know, Mary and Tom will love that place or this beach will be great for this other couple and their kids and all those different unique experiences in a sense that they can create for the customer. Exactly. And, and you know, we've, we've um, worked with our partners at Navy Beach. That's a restaurant out in Montauk on the, on the, on Navy Beach um, and, and, and helped them to grow their business in the Caribbean because we felt like that was a really good experience um, that people are having out in the Hamptons year in and year out. And can we, can we create, help create a different, but same quality experience in the Caribbean where, you know, where things may be a little bit bumpier and consistency can be bumpier from time to time. Um, we have a Navy beach now sitting at Yacht Haven that's gotten really great reviews. Um, and so, you know, that's something else we'd like to see people, um, you know, get their arms around. Right. That's one of the things I also also found really interesting about your whole approach to marinas. You know, IGY marinas across the board has really made a marina not just a parking place. It's been the the overall experience, especially for the crew, because we know the crew are not able to just go and venture on land when the guests are around. They they have a job to do on board and they're really kind of tied to the boat. So making their experience as much of a pleasure as the experiences for the guests, I know is, is something near and dear to your team's heart. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, we're trying to do that. Um, I think you'll see us in the next some months um, be doing more of that, but even like trying to help uh, get involved in overall experience, whether it's, whether it's um, at one of our facilities or going to another one of our facilities, we're seeing more and more clients stay with us at four or five of our marinas in a given year, which is really was the original business plan was to see that happening. So, um, so it's obviously very important to us. I mean, and it goes from everything from, um, how we look at staff and moving staff around and cross-culturally training staff. And, you know, that's part of the fun part for us. And so, um, and even as, as we look at, as we've looked at programming for the show to clearly define, like, who are the attendees and who are the stakeholders and what are, what is the objectives of each of them? You know, the crew being at a yacht charter show have different objectives. 
sometimes than even the captain might have, and certainly different ones than the broker would have, and and take home for them looks different um, than another group. And so part of part of how we're trying to reinvent this and imagine this is a way that every group feels like um, there was an agenda made for them, and they were able to kind of check certain boxes of of you know was it worthwhile for them to be there. Right. And and that to me is definitely a striking difference compared to your typical show because usually at a whether it's a charter show or a regular boat show, the emphasis is always on the people coming to say charter to buy, etc. Obviously the exhibitors too, but it's more of the, from the exhibitor standpoint, it's more the okay, how much space do you need? Do you need a tent? Do you need dockage? And it seems to kind of end there with the furnishings, et cetera. It's not so much what they can experience, what they can do. And from a charter show standpoint, obviously you want them to experience this area, to understand more, not just what the marina itself can do, but what St. Thomas has to offer. That, I think, has gotten lost with a number of shows over the years. The, the organizers kind of, in a sense, are assuming that everyone is experiencing the mm. island or the destination, but I don't really think it's happening. Yeah. I mean, look, we, um, we talk about it probably five times a week now with different um, stakeholders inside of IGY. Like how do we, and we're having a great time trying to get excited about how to deliver on all these, on different value propositions. And part of it's, and how we started the conversation was, well, let's have a, you know, let's talk about, what we think has been uh, valuable or not valuable of all of our attendance at other trade shows over the past 15 years. And, and so we, you know, we said, okay, well, like I alluded to, everybody's got to, we want everyone to leave thinking that they got value for being there, forgetting about what they spent to get there, but it's the time of being there is more important than anything else. And it's not as easy to go to St. Thomas as it is to go to Fort Lauderdale, you know, Full stop. Right. So what is it that a broker is going to want to accomplish and need to see? And so we didn't even talk about how is it going to be priced or how are we going to like we never talked. Money came in in like the 15th conversation. It was not the first conversation. I mean, that's the point I'm getting to, which is I don't we're not looking to make money off of this event. I'd like to, but I don't foresee it actually happening. Um I might be wrong. You know what I mean? But I think that our goal as a company is really to get more brokers, more excited about charters in the Caribbean at large, and in particular out of Yacht Haven, but not necessarily only out of Yacht Haven. We own property all throughout the Caribbean, as you know. And so our our goal really is to facilitate commerce in this industry because we all benefit when there's more commerce in it. So um, I said this at another interview. I want to get like the best brokers possible down to St. Thomas, looking at the best boats possible that are willing to sign up for the show and show them a really good time in the process so that they everybody leaves thinking this is going to be a great season. And and it is one. And then more importantly, you know, if um, you know when the economy isn't as good as it is today um, and there will be a time where it's not that there's a really good business model in place that still encourages participants to move their boats there 
um, and show them for charter in in a cost effective and um, transparent way because eventually it's not good. You know, right now it's it's a it's a great time for charter, but it's not. You know, we've seen it come. We've seen it up and down. Sure, sure. From the consumer side, um, if you were to have an opportunity to sit with somebody who's looking to charter this winter and they're looking at the Caribbean, if they said to you, all right, you represent a marina in St. Thomas, you know, why should I come over to St. Thomas? What would you say are two or three things that would you think would really hook them to make it the, the unique destination that they want to experience? Mm-hmm. I think I would tell them that it's a it is um it it's proximate to so many great things to do. Um and so uh there while there might be some individual offerings on St. Thomas that might be great on your way in or on your way out, um realistically you're not coming to get on to a completely unique and life, you know, once in a lifetime experience by hanging out on St. Thomas for a week. You're going to want to go places and there are amazing places to go from here. Um, and you should feel comfortable knowing that we can get anything pretty much into and out of this location to support you on your journey. Um, and I think that's, you know, that is something that we've prioritized in our business as a general matter in all the islands where we do business. But in particular, in St. Thomas, and in particular this year, um, because we're sort of coming out of the pandemic and St. Thomas has done, the U S Virgin islands has done a very good job managing through the pandemic. I think that it's, um, it's, it's a place that we could offer you, um, you know, and I know we are coming out of it, or at least it seems that way. Um, but it's still a place that we can offer some real certainty, um, in a time that may still be uncertain because you don't really know what's going to happen six months. I mean, nobody knows, but, um, but I think that that's, that's a message that we would tell uh, someone coming into the market for the first time. Mm-hmm. You're supporting people on the journey, especially being uh, in the market for the first time, it is really key. There's a lot of conversations I've been having around that subject because we are all seeing so many newcomers in the industry. Um, and we know we need to support them in new ways and in different ways than a more experienced customer. Um is there anything we're missing the mark on in terms of the industry supporting that customer? What, where do we need to step up more? I think that, um, you know, we could always do better in transparency. You know, there are lots of ways that we're seeing goods and services bought and sold in the world today that are a lot more transparent than the way that, uh, goods and services are provided in this industry. Um, for better or for worse. And some of that is just the nature of what it is, which is a highly bespoke product that it's not an off the shelf sort of thing. And so it doesn't lend itself uh, as much to being as transparent, but that certainly is something that I feel like we talk, we all talk about a lot, but probably could do a little bit better on. Um, and you'll see us, we're going to, we have an agenda to launch some products and, and, and our own services over the next six to 12 months that I hope to be back on your show talking to you about um, in furtherance of that. So I think that's, that's one thing we could really be doing better about. And then I, I think just also more cooperation. So we've done some brokers are better um, than others about this, but we, um, uh, you know, we're there and partly why we have partnered with EBA on, on, on this show in particular is we want the brokers to know that we're there to help them. So, 
you know, not every broker can get to every location when they have a client coming and going. Um, and we're there to be supportive of that and supportive of their business and their clients having the best experience possible. And, and we've done this for brokers in the past. We've been very supportive and will continue to do so. But I think there's also a lot of just sort of talk in the world about what happens at, in the last mile of things, you know, and I think that's one of the strengths of our, of IGY being in so many different countries is that um, we are able to pr provide cer certain last mile services um, and support to our partners in ways that are a little bit more scalable than, um, than if we weren't in 20 locations. Mm-hmm. Good, good to know. Well, we look forward to learning more about those plans as they uh, as they roll out, and of course, following the developments of this Caribbean Charter Show. Tom, thanks so much for being on with us today. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. Everybody, if you'd like to learn more about what Tom and IGY Marinas are doing, especially in the Virgin Islands, you can visit their website, which is igymarinas.com. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Until next time, I'm Diane Byrne. That wraps up this episode of Mega Yacht News Radio. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, please share the word on social media and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Audible, iHeartRadio, or Spotify. And of course, to learn more about what's going on in the world of large yacht cruising, new construction, and design, check out our daily updated website, the award winning MegaYachtNews.com.